Hey everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the Great British Design Podcast. I'm Nick, and I'm joined by Andy. Hello. And Harry. Hello. And uh, how have you guys been? What have you been up to this week? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I guess I'll go with, with what I've been doing this week. I've been working on the yeah. old the old website, getting the portfolio all sorted. Um, so obviously, working on your website is just such a such a pain. Uh, I use Squarespace, not sponsored yet. Not sponsored yet. <laughs> not yet, no. <laughs> but Squarespace is good, it's really good. But just websites in general just take quite a lot of effort to sort everything out. Um, so I've been I've been adding some of the bits that I've been doing. So I've had like my personal branding for ages everywhere, you know, just getting it out there. Should have worn the top. Um, but that that wasn't actually on on, on my website. So now... Now it is. I've got all of it, my YouTube bit, my Instagram bit, all on there. Uh, just adding bits like uh, I found some some nice mock-ups for uh, business cards from some mock-up website. So I did a, a, a business card for one, 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 one company on there. So I've got a mock-up of that. So that looks really good. Yeah, uh, and just nice. making the formats all nice, which takes some serious time. Because when I first did it, I didn't really know how the website worked. So I just kind of... I had like a big block for my text and then a massive gap and then a big block for my pictures with massive gaps and it just didn't really flow very well. So mm. that is not, it's not the website's fault, that was my fault. Uh, but now that's <laughs> that's all sorted. Oh, and I added uh, my hand blender. Uh, I made a video on that ages ago of my project of making it again and that's on the website as well. So that's nice, that's nice. been my week. Website, there... I'm still not done either. Is your YouTube... A section on the website or is it just a link in each project yeah, it's a link in each project and also it's on the home screen as like there's the t- top right has like the instagram and the youtube links oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. but oh, yeah nice. okay. but yeah nice. i i have it at like the bottom of every blog post is a link to the video or in every project that i've obviously done a youtube section on so yeah it all links back to itself nicely that's nice. I'm a, I'm a solid and that's fan. all your personal brand of the Moose Muncher, isn't it? That is that is my personal yeah. personal brand. I like it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What have, what have you guys? I been do. Up that to? sounds good. That's been my week. Um, I I I uh, alluded to last week that I had some 3D printer issues, <laughs> which I fixed. So I've been doing a lot of printing this week. I Nailed finished or printing for my mold that i um i designed so that's good i'm not gonna lie to you i don't actually know what the problem was it just started working so i didn't question it and just kept mm. printing we that's saw the good. picture <laughs> yeah yeah it's oh, i don't even know it basically I, I sent these guys a photo that um because i was printing it overnight and the support had completely failed. It was spaghetti everywhere. But then it just decided to start working halfway up. And I woke up in the morning, it was all working. So I don't really know what happened with the support, but it's fixed itself. So, And after that, they all just kept working. So all good. My prints are done. Um, I also spent some time 
designing a stool because I want a stool for my I've got a workbench in the corner of my room here and I just stand at it at the moment so I'm going to design a stool and I thought it might be a fun project to 3D print some parts, use some dowel and make a make a stool that way so that I did that, that'll be a future thing that I'll do um, Nice. and the only other I like thing that. I did really was I wrote a blog post on my website about us mm. starting this podcast yeah so I need to do that too. nothing too revolutionary but uh, it's mm. just something to do and I'm trying to keep on top of things like that so yeah no, was, that's pretty much it it was a bit that more productive good. than the other weeks I, I was in a bit of a rut for the past two weeks so I changed some stuff up I started doing my intermittent fasting again to some level How's that was, going? yeah good good it's pretty easy for me now i've done it a load of times but sometimes easy. i just feel like you need to um <laughs> sometimes you just need to change something and that's enough to get you sort of motivated to mm-hmm. to move on or whatever it is just mix something up and it wasn't even work related but now i feel a lot more sort of let's do it sort of thing inspired like, ready yeah. to go yeah Take even though the it's world. yeah it's totally unrelated to it but i just changed something up no. and now i'm sort of that's how i feel when i stuff. go to the gym in the mornings well when the gyms yeah. are open just makes you hyped for, for <laughs> if the day. If they will ever be open ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's me. It's <laughs> nothing too crazy, but just getting some bits and pieces done that I needed to. Yeah. Nice. That sounds good. Are you, you going to make a YouTube video on your podcast blog, or what you? Oh well, well, well. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I was saying to Andy before this actually, I'm having eternal struggles of working out how I even want to do a video. Like I. Th- but I think I'm just going to go for the easiest sort of thing, just filming steps of a project and doing some voiceovers to start. Rather, So it's just the, the act of rolling. making a video is easier mm. rather than making it hard for myself and trying to jump Good in idea. the deep end with it. Uh, so I think I will. It won't be yeah. anything massively impressive, but uh, it will be something to, to start. And then as I get better at just editing videos, for example, it then should be a lot easier mm. for me to then go ahead and make more complicated videos and stuff like that it takes some time yeah Yeah. (laughs) good idea good idea i think just the plan get it out there get the ball rolling i still think your first video will probably be better than most people's first videos right so i wouldn't worry too much well we'll see if the next comes out we'll see well he's already out in full force that's why there's not been one yet (laughs) yeah true true yeah we'll see um yeah me uh I feel like I'm in that rut, to be mm. honest. Um, and, it's um, uh, very easy to get in there in lockdown. Yeah, so especially yeah. Now. very little things to get you to just like switch you off, because that's all that you really need a lot of the time. Like it could just be going down to the pub with some friends, and that's enough to not really think about work. And then when you go back to work, you're fresh, right? But at the moment, yeah, it's yeah. there's nothing really to distract you entirely. So yeah, I do not. Don't, do not feel bad for feeling in any sort of no, rise. It's no, hard. Lockdown's yeah. difficult, for sure. Yeah, it, it's been really hard. I, I feel like this week, well, the past week especially, I've just wanted to... I've just missed going to a cafe. Like, I'd always go out to a cafe and get a coffee or go to the pub with friends, and I'm just kind of getting a bit claustrophobic of being stuck in one room constantly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, like, weighing on me a bit, and I think it it is hard. And I think, as you said, everyone's kind of gone through it. Oh, yeah. 
And so, um, I miss your weekly texts of getting Exeter's best coffee, 2015. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just a solid coffee. Of... <laughs> it's a okay, solid Exeter cup of coffee. Argentinos. We're also not sponsored by them. But, um, Would welcome a sponsor. Yes, yeah, it's a good yeah, coffee. If, if you're still open after this, who knows? I don't know. But ah, that's um, the problem. I think there's going to be a lot of things that aren't. But yeah, but um, trying to gain some inspiration back because I remember last March when I first kind of went freelance. The one thing that was really inspiring me was reading loads of like books about kind of design or business and things like that. So I've been reading a, quite a few, well, reading a book this week called um, Radical Candor, which is a cool book, uh, essentially about how to communicate with your staff in a positive way and how to give criticism in a positive way. So it, it's been, like and they the, show loads of real life examples. It's, it's very, Is very it like good. the sort of the difference between a boss and a, a leader type, type stuff, like the right way to yeah. go about things that were actually in a helpful way rather than not that helpful sounds way. good pretty much there's a some woman from google and she learnt these techniques called radical candor and um when she went and started her own business it was just an example of there was someone who wasn't producing the quality that she wanted or needed but she knew that he could do it because his work had shown that he can do it mm-hmm. and because she never kind of commented on it to start with he then thought that quality was okay and then it then had a roll on a knock-on effect of her other employees who thought oh we're doing all this great work and this guy's getting away with like producing average work and then their work quality went down and it basically made her whole her whole company like implode and um it was like a learning thing but it's quite an interesting book and i like books and they've got loads of real life examples which is good so mm-hmm. so that's kind of helped trying to drive me again to the reason why I wanted to go freelance in the first place and things like that. So that's good. And um, I've just been 3D printing prototypes Got it and watching then. a lot of Netflix. So, um, <laughs> yeah, watch um, The Hotel Cecil. Have you seen that on Netflix or Cecil? Is that, is, is that the new thing? Yeah, it was like rated the top thing to watch in yeah, the UK. Yeah, so I've seen that. Well, I've not seen it, but I've seen it advertised. Yeah, and it, it was pretty good. It's basically like a hotel where... Uh, serial killers and loads of weird ghostly events happen and serial killers seem to go there and it's quite interesting we've been watching a lot of documentaries on serial killers recently i just find them really fascinating like ted bundy tapes that was a good one um the yorkshire ripper really interesting i've I've seen all of these night stalker the night stalker was a fantastic one and we watched um Making a murderer. I'm watching that now. Oh yeah, which is a uh, which is good. Basically, yeah. a guy who got arrested for something he didn't do. He was in prison for 18 years, mm-hmm. and after he got out, he basically got framed for murder by the police because they didn't like him because he was trying to sue them for millions, and um, they basically f- made him a murderer. And it was really interesting. It goes through the whole court case, and the lawyers are just insane. So, um, yeah, but that's kind of been my week, to be honest, just uh, <laughs> reading books. I've done some design. I've done some prototyping. I would say already the 3D printer has already provided so much value for me already. Yeah. It's insane Good. how much it's helped. Yeah, yeah. 
because like I'm no, making these hand u- camping utensils, and it's just so hard to know how it's going to feel without having it in your hand. Mm, yes, and I've made definitely. like small changes. Like I've reduced things by like three mil, printed it, and it's just so much better. So things like that yeah. have just helped me so much. So I'm so glad I got the 3D printer. It's, yeah, it's really, really that's very good. Been to so hear. valuable. So. Um, are you just doing uh, like a functional prototype to see how it works, or are you used, using these to show your clients as like a instead of doing a render to like things like that? Are you are you sanding them and making them look really nice, or is it literally just to test the functionality? Um, I am not sanding these down. I feel like these prototypes that I've been making purely just for kind of the overall the form, form yeah, mm-hmm. and kind of how it feels in your hand and. Because it, it's a spork and a spot uh, and a spoon, which has got like a spatula over mold on the end, and it's kind of like how that feels going in your mouth. And like, is it if something is too big, does it need to be narrower? Yeah. Um, we have a peeler on it and a serrated knife and things like that. So just like how it feels more than anything. Just, just testing how how it works, basically. Yeah. yeah Rather than yeah. making a, a proper uh, uh, yeah, prototype, model, proper yeah. prototype. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only reason yeah. I asked is because. Obviously, the main thing related to my 3D printer problems last week was I started using PETG for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, because I'm making a mould, I've been sanding the inside of the mould so the actual finished cast is smooth. So I won't have to sand the cast, which Mm -hmm. is nice. And the reason I chose PETG is because, supposedly, it's a lot better for sanding. And it is. It's really good. It's oh, good. Okay. Really, really easy to sand it smooth. Compared so if you're to making PLA. a prototype, mm. why that's is what that? I was gonna that's say. the way to like... go. Um, well, the thing about PLA is the melting temperature is very low. So when you're sanding, when you're dry sanding, it generally melts first, and it will mm, melt and then so be all weird. Yeah. Uh, whereas PTG, the melting temperature is a lot higher, and mm-hmm. I think it's actually. I don't know if it's harder or not. I actually haven't looked at the the values, but it just you can just sand it away. It's like a it's mm. like sanding a bit of wood rather than plastic, and because PTG is so flexible and um and it melts, it just it's just a pain. You need to wet sand it, and mm. it's it's just anyone who's tried to sand PLA, you know, it's an absolute nightmare. You can't use power tools because it will melt, or things mm. like that. But this PTG, I literally just had some six hundred grit sandpaper. And did it for like thirty seconds, and it was like pretty, pretty That's insane. Already, which is really because yeah, nice. I, like, I'm no. planning on making or trying to attempt like a like a, a finished kind of prototype mm-hmm. with nice finish and things like that. So yeah. I'm gonna give it a try at some point of sanding it down. Try it. I do only yeah, have. You, I don't have you a. You can get it to work. You can. Yeah. It just you need to do small steps down in your sanding paper to get more and more and more fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, wet sand. And be patient. It will take a long time. <laughs> PLA. But, like patience you know, is the key word. There, yeah, that's it? yeah, hundred percent. You'll you'll never do and like as much as you actually need or want. Mm. You will always give up before you get to that stage. <laughs> but um, it, that's the 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 like compromise you take with PLA. It's the easiest one to print by far. Mm-hmm. Your yeah, settings sure, can sure. be super. Like you know, there's a big range of available settings to get a good quality print. Um, sure. But then you can't do as much with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if you're actually going in to do like a full-on prototype in the future and you want it to be glassy smooth, um, mm-hmm. you could look into ABS um, and using... What's the chemical? I cannot remember. Basically, nail polish remover. Okay. Um, okay. And the fumes from that actually melt ABS. And you can... Um, mm-hmm. You can get glassy smooth things by basically partially melting it. So oh, look I think I've seen that. YouTube videos on that actually. I Sounds the name of the chemical is the tip of my tongue. Um, but yeah, literally, if you just look in three uh, D print ABS uh, smoothing, mm. it's very easy. You basically, just normally you put it in a container and put a bit of this chemical, which is going to really bug me now. Um, it's alright. It's nail, just nail some towel. It's alright. Yeah, it is. Nail polish but remover. there is a name for that, yeah. Um, you just put that in the bottom, a towel in the bottom, and let the vapours rise, and mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it can properly smooth it. So that is something I would recommend. Oh, but, okay. Um, but... Normally better for smaller parts and stuff, but you yeah. do need to be careful, because you can fully melt your print and just deform it, but... Um, yeah, it's a 17 hour print and then you over oh, over oh, melt it. Break my heart, absolutely kill me. But <laughs> oh no, yeah, oh. that's something to to think about if you're ever doing a you know to do like a finished proper finished thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely that's on that's on my list of things to print for sure. But for the minute, like I've had no problems printing with PLA like from the get go. Mm-hmm. I think I spent a bit of time leveling it before I did. Maybe that's why it's been. A, it's been okay um yeah, for sure but yeah generally it's it's been fine my first print of like a a client's prototype i was a little bit impatient taking the supports <laughs> off and i snapped a bit and had to, just had to glue it back on so i've learned my lesson there of like mm-hmm. take your time when you're taking the supports off yeah my last one i managed to almost like just cut the edges of it and it like peeled off so like it was so satisfying for my OCD I was like oh the other supports in one part it's basically another product like, it's so cool <laughs> no, that's, and, good. that's good yeah and like apart from that I mean things have been good I'm trying out like a new sleep schedule so maybe that's also a, mm-hmm. a, con- a contributing oh, factor to my rut maybe you did I'm just also tell me about this it's, yeah so uh, yeah it's quite intense because I tried yeah. for a long time waking up early in the morning at like seven, seven. Like seven's not even early, but I tried six, it didn't work. And probably for the past eight months, I've just struggled. So I thought I can stay up later very easy and wake up later, that's fine. So I've been staying up till like one, half one in the morning and doing work in the early hours of the morning. But then it also fits into my schedule like really well because I can kind of get everything that I want to do done as well as spend time with my partner and watch TV. And it kind of like it all works out. I'm just adjusting to staying up later. So I'm just a little bit more tired than I, I normally would be. Yeah. And um, how, how long have you been doing this? Yeah, this change? Uh, just about a week now. Oh, yeah. So you're still in the adjusting sort of phase still in the adjusting and sometimes I'll, I'll admit that when i'm up late i haven't actually done work but i have just kind of stayed up so um but yeah. i've actually been able to stay up in compared to waking up early i just can't do it and i i put my phone on the other side of the room i get out of bed i walk over the other side of the room i turn it off i then get back into bed yeah and fall asleep and then i don't even remember doing it so um. I, i've tried i tried 
My issue is right it's so it's so cold now. In the summer, mm. I find it really easy to get up six, at ten to six. My my alarm goes off, ready for the gym, nice and easy. But now, now it's freezing cold, and the alarm mm. goes off at half six now, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> no way. Maybe so that's why. Because it has only started during winter. Maybe yeah, that's it's why so it's so hard to get cold. up. Yeah, it's dark. It's the middle mm. of the night. Well, feels like the middle of the night. It's freezing cold. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, yeah. Well, generally, lockdown, getting out of bed is harder than it normally is either way. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Got, got to make my commute to the living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've got to get off my bed and then sit on the chair, which is like three feet away. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. Yeah, uh, it, it is yeah. rough. It is rough. No matter what people say, like, it's not, not easy. Well, I don't need to drive an hour to work, but I still struggle so much. Thing to get is, out of bed it'd be, sometimes it'd, get out of bed late. I think it it would it'd be completely different if we could go out and do whatever we wanted. Like I'd love to yeah. work from home properly, yeah, you know, yeah. for myself. But like Yeah, definitely. Not not when you have to like yeah. You have to stay in your house. I think that that was kind of everyone's dream before COVID was like, yeah, oh, why, I'd why love can, it. I wanna work from home. But now they've kind of forced it. Like I feel like we do need there needs to be some balance, so you need to go into the office a little bit. Like I was so looking forward to going to co working spaces. Mm, and yeah. Um, I believe you can. St- I can still do it, but obviously the government guidelines have said if you can work from home, you should work from home. So I am staying at home and hoping that when things settle down, I'm going to start co-working. And yeah. um, it's just, and I'm hoping that's going to kind of help because there's obviously other people around that you can chat to and stuff like that. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's been it's been it's been a tough week, but it's all good. Now nah, you'll bounce back next week. No problem. Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, we move Goes on to our the, yeah. topic of the week. Topic of the week. Oh, we need, um, we need, we need a jam. We're maybe we're maybe, we're maybe we're make not, a little jingle there. No, do we not need a jingle? I think we need a jam. We're not, we're not <laughs> getting a jingle to go to each two seconds. We don't even need Absolutely one. Not. Listen to these pipes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so last week we talked about very broadly just about university. And I think we're going to talk this week about searching for a job once you've graduated because you know that's kind of the goal right so um straight straight sequel to uh last week yeah part two right so searching for a job after uni that's the topic Mm -hmm. and i don't know if did you want to start andy of just saying like uh, maybe Perhaps. we could say our, our our experiences of everything, and then we could just talk about it as 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 a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because like my my experience was quite different to a lot of other people. So we left. We, we left a university. My uh, sister's boyfriend was like, "Oh, do you want a job in my shop while while you're searching for your actual job?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 sure." I, I needed some money to go to Reading Festival, mm-hmm. so it's perfect. Uh, so I worked there for two weeks, oh, for a week, and then I got a call from the company that I'm at now, saying they searched for engineering on CV Library, and it came up with me. Um, and then I think there was like twenty people that applied for the job or something, and I was the only one that bought anything with me to the job, like <laughs> to the to the interview. I bought my. That's impressive. I bought my project, 
my university projects and just and just went through mm-hmm. and then they said basically why i got the job was that everyone because it was all all uh university graduates they said everyone talked about their projects but nobody showed anything so it's like you can't really get what's going on in a you know half hour mm. interview so yeah, yeah that's sure. that's why i got mine so then i got to go back to graduation uh with 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 a job so that was uh was pretty good that's the dream that but is. it isn't really in the field that i want permanently it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's been a bit of an interesting situation for me because it was it was great to start with because you know earning proper money um there are certain aspects of the job where it's it's okay but the bits that i want to do going forward i'm not learning anything extra now this is mm-hmm. i'm the i'm 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 the guy i'm the the cad guru and whatever and i don't want to be that i don't i d- i don't feel like i am that you know no, you want to be with someone working with somebody who's better than you. Exactly. Ideally, I mean, right? yeah. If I'd if I if I've been doing the job 10, 15 years, then yeah, fair. I am. I am the guy. But if I'm just coming to you and yeah. six months in, I'm the main guy. It's uh, this isn't the place I want to be. But you know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's fine for now. Um, uh, searching. Well, I'm 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 searching for jobs just in general, just to see what's out there. Uh, but obviously, COVID is uh, is a bit of a situation. A little mm. bit. So yeah, yeah. What, what about your guys with your first first jobs out of university? Uh, I don't. I think mine and Nick's were probably relatively similar. I maybe I applied to more than you did, Nick, because I feel like because you were doing it around Exeter, so there's probably not that many people in comparison because I, I was applying around london and it was mm, very yeah, competitive yeah. <clears throat> um, i applied to a shed load <laughs> and i found all the ones i applied to through the standard indeed all those sort of websites absolutely nothing i then mm, yeah. um i then went to a engineering specialist uh job recruitment thing Orion services, Orion technology. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. So they are an engineering specialists. That's what they only look for jobs in engineering. And this one particular guy was just dishing out the job interviews for me. So I found that that was pretty much the hands down the best. I'd got a few bits and pieces here and there. I think I'll talk about them a bit later. I had a a um assessment center and a, and a few other interviews but um when i went through this uh recruiter i was getting i had like three interviews a week for a few weeks and it was oh, it was just insane so i wish i did that earlier because it took me ages to get mm-hmm. to where i was but that's how i felt about the job thing it is a pain it's very demoralizing constantly oh, it applying is. It and 80 percent of the time you get nothing back not even a no, so. Oh, but I don't know if that was the same for like Unic, which in a lot more rural area or the surrounding areas a lot more rural, um, potentially not as competitive. But I'm not actually, I don't actually know. But then there's um, less jobs though, so there's it's le- less kind jobs, of less people. To, yeah. It might might be the same, uh, but mm. yeah, L- L- around London it was it was crazy to be honest. There was so many people. 
Yeah, it's very. I mean, London is super competitive, isn't it? But mm. I, there's a reason. I guess there's all the best jobs are in London, really, aren't they? So yeah, all the well, best companies are London based, really. Yeah. Well, it, it sort of depends nutshell, what you want to do. Because uh, when I was mm. looking, I was doing more uh, design engineering uh, stuff, and a lot of those were actually not in London. It tend to be a lot mm. of the design consultancies. Yeah, they paid well, but that's the London waiting. Um, mm -hmm. Because a lot of the in more engineering firms that I was looking for uh, are outside of London because they will have their own facilities. And mm, yeah. there's no room for that in London. It would be too expensive. So a lot of them of course, are on the outskirts yeah. Makes for me. Sense. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. But you say all the best jobs are in London. They pay the best. But, yeah, it's, it's sort of weighted, isn't it? So you don't yeah. really... I guess when I say that, I guess the best consultancies are generally in or around London, and I guess yeah. that would probably be my ideal job as working working in a good consultancy or something. Would be nice. So, yeah. um, it's a lot more choice. Yeah, I, more I choice, just yeah. I like the variety of projects you get to work on. I've never oh, yeah. liked the idea of just making one thing and going like super deep. In knowledge of like one thing like I'm not saying it's a bad thing but I feel like I will get more out of designing lots of different things and then I can then transfer the knowledge to different industries for example and and yeah. I mean That's in true. Exeter I've the problem for me mainly is that I'm kind of looking for industrial design jobs in a sense of like a traditional industrial design job or product design but in the southwest you're a mechanical engineer or or, or not or you're not anything <laughs> like design engineer yeah or a mechanical engineer so everything is kind of mechanical related which isn't a problem like i i'm not a mechanical engineer like I certain things I can do, but I'm certainly not a mechanical engineer. And a lot of the jobs in the Southwest are all kind of very mechanical. And what when I mean that is, like, there is there's a lot of like very industrial places that you can work. Like one of the first jobs I saw was there's like a a signage where you does you design signage for the road, and it was like, yeah, yeah I I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> And like, there's there's that kind of pattern. There's a lot of jobs like that around mm -hmm. the southwest, uh, and especially a lot, a lot less glamorous sort of yeah, jobs. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely stale. Yeah. So that that's kind of been my problem when I'm looking for jobs. I I feel in kind of looking back at kind of my past, I feel very lucky to have worked in my last place, which was a wood burning stove company that we designed and sold or designed and manufactured wood burning stoves gas stoves and that and i think for like it was really it was a great job especially when you look at jobs that are out there now like it you don't you can't really find things that quite that interesting but um i think you my got first job with it uh, in the yeah. way uh like you said you're not really a mechanical engineer but at that job you learn a hell of a lot of the sort of the full-on technical side mm. of like you did a welding mm. course you know and you're actually there in in the workshop and they're actually making yeah the things out of the metal good. and stuff i think that was yeah. really really good for you to see that 
in basically mm, absolutely. Your first, well, I think second job, but the first one was a short, short thing. Yeah, so first my my one, first job, I guess, similar to Andy, I applied for a few jobs and I luckily got this first job the day before graduation, which was like, su- like super mm. like gloating. It's like you bump yeah, into right, Jonathan right, old lecture. Yeah. It's like, oh, what, what are you, like, how are you doing? It's like, I got a job. <laughs> I got a job. I'm like and, um, strutting he's, there uh, with like, holy shit, like. <laughs> Or a graduation day job, oh, man. And um, that hmm. was in like a very small lighting startup. And um, it was really interesting because it was a very small company and there wasn't many people. Like I was the only product designer within the team, right? So if you wanted, I could be called lead product designer if you really wanted to go that far, right? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously the only one. Technically. So. Technically, <laughs> and that was really interesting because it, I, it was more. It ended up being a more of a focus on graphic elements. So I was using a lot of the Adobe package, and it was less so engineering. So it was a lot of like, I was doing a lot of Illustrator, Photoshop, um, InDesign, and I was like uh, arranging things within InDesign and one of the main products we made was this ink based product which you stuck on where you you tried to like retrofit it onto current led light panels and things like that and um they also were designing this really cool like mechanism or this light panel which allowed you to kind of change if you got bored of the art in your kitchen you could change it and replace it with another piece of art and we were looking at collaborating with local artists and things like that so it was cool, but that was a lot of money. Whereas we kind of got tunnel vision down this one product, which was good. But then as kind of the te- LED technology got even better, there was kind of less demand for our product. And then we had focused mm. way too much effort into this one product and didn't expand into the other as much. Right. Uh, that yeah. So that was good. But I, I left that job thinking that I needed to do some CAD you know, actually do some design and some some engineering, which is all the stuff that I I do I did enjoy. Yeah. So and also as you said, get kind of getting your hands dirty, and going into this other job, it was very much being thrown in the deep end. I, I'd say it was my first kind of. D- d- I was a design engineer, a graduate um, design engineer when I worked there, and it was very much like, it, you know, casting, and we were in the workshop grinding stuff down there's the first time we'd actually used like fixings and kind of understanding okay like this is the real world here like we need to source fixings we work. need to use <laughs> fixings yeah. um these are the different types of fixings you know like um so it's like all this kind of really basic stuff when you look back at it but things mm. that that is kind of that is the world right so yeah, yeah. So that was really valuable, and as you said, I I got to learn to weld. Like I'm, I can basic, I can do some basic joints and stuff, which hey, is cool. Hey. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very good. It was cool. So that was kind of my first experience. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think you got really lucky with that, just in terms of mm. skills. But like you said, in the, you know, designing one thing, you you very, well, not very quickly, you, you relatively quickly get to the sort of the end of. Uh, new new or big things to learn 
So mm. you learn your products very well. And it's sort of understandable mm. you have people in these these niche industries that stay there years and years because they are full-on experts on yeah, stones sure. or whatever it is. But I definitely do feel that after um, some amount of time, you, you sort of stop learning a lot of the, uh, the key skills, mm. um, which is all the things we really want to be learning as brand new designers or engineers, oh, yeah. um, which it is... In my mind, that potentially is like, you know, if you did get a, a job in a consultancy um, as a, an early job, one of your first few jobs, you're going to learn so much uh, and a lot broader range of things, potentially not as detailed things. But if you're, if you're designing different sorts of products every day, um, that's got to be that's got to be valuable, right? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because the there's certain things, it is the dream. Like, yeah. and there's certain things where you can only start loving so much right like i think you're in the same situation harry there's only Definitely. so much you can love sheet metal you know <laughs> you kind of start Tell going yeah. oh, i can i can't make this fold okay like okay i'd, re- I'd really like the spherical thing that, oh wait sheet metal never mind yeah, yeah i can't do that <laughs> squares <It's> possible <laughs> yeah so um yeah that that was uh interesting although on that quickly i guess i've recently done some design for stamping and that's been quite interesting for sheet metal yeah, that's, that's a different, different aspect of it yeah 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 so um yeah i mean that that was kind of my my first experience outside of uni nice looking for a job um what uh what were your guys experience with interviews and stuff like that because I, I i'm going to speak about the sort of different kinds of interviews i've had uh, but did you guys, your guys' interviews relatively straightforward, or, or how'd they go? Are they good? I mean, mine, I mean, I've you, only... Did you I, only have one, Andy? Yeah, one I mean, interview, two, if you count the one for the shot. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not counting the one for the shot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, literally just 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 the one i mean it went it went pretty well for me. I mean, they just they just asked the normal questions, you know, what what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are, you know, just, if if this situation came up, what would you do? There was nothing, nothing crazy about it. It was just, they followed a, a list of generic questions and then, you know, you'd answer and, you'd and then... A and list then, of generic answers. Yeah, and then, and then they'd just be like this, with their heads down, with their heads down for like two minutes while they're writing what I said, and, you know. Yeah. Not... Nothing exciting to add, no. Unfortunately, but, but you said you took your your dissertation project, yes, and your portfolio as a physical thing. Or yeah, I, physical, uh, phys- physical portfolio. Yeah, yeah. So I took my well, I think I literally just took my project portfolio because for our for our project, we 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 had to print out our physical portfolio because we were told the lecturers were going to look at it and nobody did. So I was like, I'm using that for something keeping that so uh, yeah but no it was it was actually really good because yeah rather than you just rattling off different things about i did this i did that you could actually show and be like this is it this was this is what i did this is why i did it i had like my uh kind of like problem page where i was like this is why i i did my project yeah yeah it was it was was great I, i definitely recommend taking anything like your um your 3D prints, Harry, like your watch mechanism mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. That'd be such a good thing to take. I, I'm i almost certain, well, I'm certain at least 75% of the reason I got this job is because I took stuff to the interview. 
Yes. I took the physical portfolio, which is all the stuff I did at uni. Um, mm-hmm. I then also, between my master's and getting the job, I did a load of personal projects. The The main one being a... Um, I I've designed and 3D printed a watch mechanism that ticked. So it was... Pretty just, cool. It was cool. It was cool. That's and it was a cool sort of personal showed... project there, isn't it? Yeah, it was a pretty, Quite a pretty intense. Mechanism, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, there was about seventy parts or something. Oh, that's not on but your website. It. It's, it's not good enough, mate. It's not good. Enough. It is. It will. It will be. It will be. It'll be on there eventually. <laughs> well, I think it's good enough. Perfectionism <laughs> well, one... is a curse, Harry. I know. I know. I know. But anyway, I designed that and I took it <laughs> and showed them how it got. And I put it together and all sorts. Like you, you did this in your free time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why not? And that the fact that I showed. Because the other thing we should say is when you're in an interview for a first job, they are looking at, depending on the size of the company, hundreds or tens of um, university design student portfolios. Mm. And they are all the same. All of these projects they have in there are all the same. Everyone designs a lamp. Everyone designs some white goods, a chair. Probably now a mask. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a couple of COVID <laughs> yeah. masks in there. It's not, you know, they're all the same. So they're literally just looking at this portfolio and being like, oh, okay, this guy's lamp's better than the other guy from another uni's lamp or whatever. <laughs> it's not really, you know, you're not really being that, it's not that creative if, from the, the job person's point of view because it's, they're all the same, right? It's just carbon copies of each other. Um, so the fact that I showed that I did stuff outside of work was was a massive plus on on my my side, which is which is good. Um, and I'd if there's anyone doing stuff outside of work and you're applying to jobs um, outside of uni, sorry, uh, it's it's all good. That they they want to see that and that's showing what you're into, like what sort of things you design it. And if you're designing stuff in your free time, it's they're thinking this guy's going to be you know he's a relatively passionate designer and he, he enjoys yeah, designing does it for exactly. fun why would they not hire you you know rather than just taking being a the drone. initiative to learn new things like in yeah. your own time as well right yeah so that's one massive well I don't know if it's massive but a bit of advice I would definitely give if you've got stuff that you do that is related to or even cl- not even that closely related um, are 100% bring it to the interview if the if it doesn't the time doesn't come up that you're gonna show them or whatever then so be it you know you don't need to show it but if they like say oh do you have anything well, well i brought these things do you have five minutes to, i can show you sort of thing. they would definitely mm. want to see what you they, they'll, they'll give you the definitely. definitely yeah yeah, yeah i can't imagine a world where they'd be like no, no. not really because nah, like, yeah. nah. <laughs> even if the interview went badly and then you show this and you show you're you're really into this you're passionate about stuff that could turn around the interview yeah to be for honest. sure Hundred percent. Because they know the answers that you know the questions and answers they're given in the interview is also, is it's very strange. It's not actually really who you are, you know. Because no, you, no. you might, so many people fully memorize. If they ask me this, I'm going to say that, and it's like it's a bit robotic, you know. Um, some people aren't good at that sort of interview. So if you if you're not good at that sort of thing in an interview, and then you you show that you're you what you can do, then that's very valuable, I think. Yeah, and I think For it sure. almost creates like quite an organic conversation as well, mm-hmm. which, as you said, like yes. from these like mm. static kind of everyone knows the same questions, uh, top 10 interview questions. It just creates a nice conversation and it eases both parties that like, you both feel a bit 
less tense and you can oh, just sure. yeah. have an easier conversation and then you can both just be yourself a bit more like yeah. for example I showed this watch mechanism and then my now boss was like very interesting just started asking oh is that how they work like is this that you know and it was actually just interested conversation rather than mm. him there grilling me for an hour you know mm-hmm. I think one thing about interviews too is it's it's an interview for you whether you want to work there too if you're getting I, interviewed I by some you. guy you don't you don't like who's going to be your boss mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, yeah you're just doing really boring stuff you can you just say no don't that don't, is, don't want that to do is that. worth saying as well um with this the, the recruitment guy that's getting me a, a fair few interviews there was two that i left the interview and called the recruiter said no nah, it's not for me yeah because you fine. know it, it's, Works both ways. it's it is a two-way Definitely. thing like you, you if you're saying, oh, I don't think I like this place, then they offer you it, you don't need to take it if you don't think you're going to enjoy it. Or what's the point, you know? No. So that is, yeah, that's a very important thing to, to say, Andy, yeah. Unless mm. it's your first. <laughs> well, there well, is who knows? some yeah. element of that. It depends yeah. on your circumstance. If you need a job, then, yeah, you have to take the job, right? But if you can afford to, to find one that yeah, you think you enjoy more, then you try. But... Uh, all of us, we basically said, you know, there you didn't. We didn't get offered twenty, and then we chose our favourite one. And it's your first job. You you don't have that much to to play with to sort of bargain which job you can mm. get. So yeah. yeah, like these two that I said no to, they were because one of them we had the interview. They set up a table in the toilets. I'm like I. What? what is this? Like, I'm not... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were refurbing it's the building. Right. And they put yeah. their... The one of their, um, their like, meeting room table was in their bathroom. Their bathroom was massive, but that's not the point. I was just like, <laughs> I... What is... I, I did the interview, it's fine. And then I left, and I was like, I'm not... Just, no, I can't. He's just like, well, you finish while, the interview, while I'm in the toilet. Here. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna go, you're gonna head out. I'm just gonna, gonna pop <laughs> to the toilet. Just, you just hear a crip video coming from the stall. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Nick. Yeah. So it's things like that. If you're really like, oh, I don't think this is for me, then you you, you know at the time. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> don't be afraid to say no, turn jobs down. Yes. Um, and I guess this sort of leads into the next thing that I was going to talk about is like there's sort of different sort of processes that you you can go through uh, for getting jobs. So that you, most of the times, especially smaller companies, you um you just get a standard interview, sit down interview. There might be a phone interview beforehand, uh, which is fine, just a conversation, and then you might have a regular sit down interview. Um, but if you're applying to bigger companies like really big companies, you will have assessment centres. This is a lot more common in just standard sort of business jobs uh, and, and those sort of industries. But um, it's only really the, the really big companies for, for design that I found. Um, I don't think either of you had any assessment centres, did you? No. No. Because no. I did I'm... one and it, <laughs> it, it was pretty much the day from hell. It was awful. <laughs> you're, you're shoved in a room with about 50 other people trying to get the same job as you and then you, they basically make you jump through hoops and you're just competing with these other people and there's there's group work bits and all sorts of, you know, it's, it's, it's different for everyone so I had to do like a we, we read through this two page thing and then we were put into groups and we had to present it and we had like five minutes to prepare type thing and yeah it's all about trying to 
you, you need to give your input, but then not be too bossy and working as a team, all sorts. It's I've, a nightmare. I've done one of those at some point in in my life. I was yeah. uh, I was in St John Ambulance Cadets. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. I, well, I don't even know whether you know this. <laughs> oh, I do. Like, no, so I it was just it. like the best one. You know, best people from every I don't know, unit. I don't even know what, what they were. I was the, the repping the Bogner Regis. I, I was. Um, went there, yeah, and it was. It is really weird where you sit at a table and you've got just a kind of a uh, a problem, and then everyone's trying to get everyone involved, but also take over, like take charge, take but charge. don't be too bossy. And, and it's and such a weird say thing to the guy who's been really quiet. Oh, what what do you think? Like, yeah, involve them. Oh, and awful. yeah, that's that's when I was quite shy. I wasn't loud like at all. So I was just like, I had some quality ideas that I was keeping to myself. Um, but you know, yeah. and yeah, there's, you, you get you get the people which are oh, I don't know. It, it's a really weird experience because yeah, it's you, terrible, you, isn't it? you know everyone's just being so false. Like nobody mm-hmm. acts like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Everyone's super I mean, exaggerated in who they are, and it's yeah, yeah it's terrible. Well, that's just common. Like, like that will happen in your mm. work career throughout. Oh, You're always oh, going to get for sure. the quieter people. Like when you have a meeting, there's always going to be one really loud person. Who overpowers everyone else, and then other people don't get time to talk, and then, um, then the, yeah. they meet the um the meeting then kind of deters on your main topic, and then oh, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. So it's just a bit. The, this bit assistant center yeah, for I me agree. was very frustrating. So it, it was a massive company uh, that did stuff for buildings, it, and it was, the job was for London, um, and I was going for a design role in that, um. There was, yeah, must have been 60 or something people there that day. Um, and then there was three sections to it. So we had to do that group work thing. Then there was an interview. And then you had to do a presentation. So there, there were the three aspects of it. And the weird thing is, like, we walked around in groups and stuff. And there was people there, clipboards, marking you all down and scoring you and everything you did. And it was terrible. Um, but that one I actually got the feedback for. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get the job. But um, the feedback really annoyed me because they basically <laughs> they they said um, you scored the highest that day. Keep doing what you're doing. Unfortunately, you didn't get the job this time. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. What? <laughs> what do you mean? What kind of scoring system the are they score? using? But they they would because they, they they had the assessment center. There was like five days of it. So I was group one. I was on the first day, and there was four more after that. And I was like, I got the highest score that. But it meant nothing. I didn't even get through to another stage if there was one. But I was just like, hell? what sort of feedback is that? Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Better but, next yeah, time. didn't I get like, the oh, job. Good. Cheers, mate. I say, yeah, my, you keep doing my, what you're my, doing, yeah. you're still not going to get the next job. Yeah, I was right? like, mm-hmm. do you mean you keep doing what I'm doing? I didn't get the job. Like, <laughs> surely it was something. I think my one was when I was like 16. And yeah, we had an, uh, a presentation. My, mine was the best presentation. I was like the quiet kid in the corner. It was great. Smashed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the actual only feedback they they um they gave me was use the company colours on the PowerPoint. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right then, <laughs> I'll do that. that Very minor point, isn't because it? I, I feel didn't like use blue on the PowerPoint. Point. I was like, uh, okay, my, yeah, no. I, yeah. I, I, I get that at my work. Yeah, I mate, my PowerPoint's always yeah. pure white, nothing but else, my... and then they're like colours. Same, oh, okay. yeah. My my colours. For like the company colours are just they're just not good enough. It's red, <laughs> red, grey, and black. 
what happens when you need more stuff? So I, I add in a dark blue, and they're like, whoa, you can't, you can't be doing that. That's not on. That's not part of the colours. I'm like, well, I've run out. I just need different shades of grey. Otherwise, it's just like. I just I don't understand the necessity for that in like when it's an internal meeting. I just don't yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I'm just trying to show you the information. Stop worrying about the colours, like. It's like, yeah, I, bet it, they, I bet they're sat there, like, really held up and like, God, it's not the right colours. The colours. I can't listen to any of this information. Yeah. It's not grey, red. <laughs> but it's like, if you have a problem with that, then you must not have a problem with what I'm talking about. That, yeah, that must, that must be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. The other thing I wanted to say about, because one of the other interviews I had, which is a funny, funny tale, is um, I, I went, I applied to a job. <laughs> I can't remember the exact title. I think it may have actually been more mechanical uh, engineer um, at a company, a like, military defence company, um, and it was a, a technical interview that I, I had been asked to, to come to. It was actually supposed to be a assessment centre, but for some reason they didn't invite enough people, so they just made it a technical interview. I don't understand how that happens, but anyway. Um, and I... And again, you two haven't done a technical interview because I believe this is more on the, the technical side of design engineering. Few design engineering roles will actually get this, but this is probably more the mechanical side of stuff. But depending on what industry you go into, this might happen. This is probably because it was a military company. This is sort of the, the thing that you need to make sure you know what you're talking about type thing. Mm, makes sense. Um, so I researched the company and they're massive, you know, all over the world type of company great and i'll turn up and go in I, I sat in reception waiting and it was at exactly that point that i realized that the this was down in portsmouth the portsmouth um office that site only did submarines and obviously how did you find that out were they just like oh there was submarines there was a building is a submarine shape <laughs> there was a bronze statue of a submarine on like just there and uh there was uh, the the wallpapers were quotes of like engineering principles for water pressure and all sorts and i was there like i don't know oh, any no. of these laws i don't know the laws to fluid dynamics that was like the first one on the wall I was like oh no what have i done i did um, i did that at uni i can't remember yeah so yeah, that, that, it wasn't looking good when I sat waiting for them to call me in, <laughs> and oh, it just Hilarious. kept getting worse. But I, we, um, they basically marched me into this like sports hall, and they were li- it was literally like a thing at James Bond. It was insane, and they were just in a really small desk in the center of the hall. No one else in there, just this echoey hall. And I just sat down at the desk with them, and I was like, oh, "Hi, yeah, doing the interview," and. Yeah, they just onslaughted me with bombardments of um, submarine questions. And I don't know anything about submarines. <laughs> <laughs> so a technical interview is basically, um, they just give you some sort of uh, problem and then you answer it. Uh, it's normally some sort of like physics or, you know. So if got the one uh, a guy that we went to Portsmouth with, I always remember would be... Um, he was asked, if you were to drop a brick, how would you make it more aerodynamic? So then he was like, you know, obviously the most aerodynamic shape is pretty much a, a raindrop shape or teardrop shape. He was like, you try and make 
round the corners enough to make the brick as close to that shape as you can with it still being a brick. And I believe that was his answer, and that's pretty much like the sort of way you might answer that sort of question. So you're sort of using your knowledge of this is an aerodynamic shape, mm-hmm. so you want it to look like that sort of thing. So there was a load of things like this, and they, they this interview they asked me a load of questions about um, how do you test these um, the O2 uh, CO2 cylinders or the oxygen cylinders, all these things, and it's like oh, well, test it with <laughs> the, to a certain They're pressure with water, because <laughs> if it the pressure seals burst it won't be an explosion, everyone will just get wet, and things like that, right? So that's how you could test the pressure of canisters, things like that, right? Because I was like, well, if an oxygen cylinder bursts, it's not a good time, you, you have a bomb. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, so in you, you won't... You, in basically, we sea. spent a whole interview working through these sort of problems, oh. and they actually, uh, they don't care about... Um, your answers if you get it wrong they don't actually mind but they uh, they're, they're on your side of these sort of things i'm sure some interviewers won't be but these guys were quite nice um and they sort of work through it a bit with you and sort of being like maybe not but what about this and you go oh that's because of whatever and you, you work you work through it and you get to the answers and they're there just trying to test how your brain works to answer this thing so th- this is a very common sort of interview thing that and it, they're literally just testing your general engineering knowledge at that point right um so that was good it went well and and it, the feedback for that in the end they said i basically smashed it it did really well despite not knowing the technical names for parts of submarines it, it went generally okay um and but the what happened at the end which is the only caveat to me saying, show them stuff you don't, you're afraid your spare time. Um, so this is why I believe the job must have not been design engineer. I think it was just mechanical engineer. It's a few years ago now, I can't remember. But I think it was a mechanical engineering job because I showed them like this watch mechanism and my design portfolio and stuff like that. And they were really interested, having a great time chatting. That was good. And I left and then I got the feedback. And they declined me. Um, and the reason that the the phone call was based saying you did well in the technical interview, the way you work through things, great. But we're going to just decline you because we think you'd prefer a design role rather than an engineer role. So I ruined my chances for that interview because I seemed too passionate about designing things, <laughs> which is typical. God damn. Well, yeah, that's, so, that's another thing about getting a horrible getting jobs, reason though. to get turned like, down from a job, right? To be f- it. I actually had the job I got now. I hadn't accepted it, but I had the offer. I was just waiting for mm-hmm. this response uh, beforehand because this job would have paid a lot more. Um, but I, I can't really fault the guy. Like I would have been in like a lab doing like simulations and stuff in in this job. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's like, I think you'd really rather design stuff. To be honest with you, and I was like, Well, he's not wrong. Let's be <laughs> they honest. They have your like... best interest, which is nice, isn't it? Yeah. In, in a so, way, it may not even seem if, like that at the even time. Even if my but... interview was better than everyone else's they're just like yeah but this guy would just be wishing he was designing stuff so it doesn't matter do you know what i mean like mm. we're gonna get let him have a design job instead like so yeah but i just thought that was, that was a <laughs> it was a very funny interview <laughs> in hindsight <laughs> yeah because i remember Not calling the, the um the hydroplanes on a, a submarine the flappy bits 
and <laughs> that's how you steer a submarine, apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I straight up bits. called them the flappy bits in a technical interview. They laughed, thankfully, but yeah. But that's my experience with a technical interview. Um, God, and I'm hope, sure I'll have more if I go more design engineering. I hope I'm not on the receiving end of any of those. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a sat in reception, just being like, do I just Google the like. All the like general oh, the, like the, physics the laws. Bits and stuff. <laughs> well, I actually didn't realise that the first question would be like, "How does a submarine work?" Oh, I was not prepared whatsoever. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that you, you work through it. You you mm. you get there, but um, you deal with it the best you can, I guess. Right. I think the fact that I wasn't prepared made it. I didn't know what to expect, sort of thing. So that made it actually mm. fine. Like, I think if I'm going for a technical interview in the future, like. It'll be stressful, but would have um, taken your um submarine water bottle, your submarine notebook. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, the the submarine cheat sheet on, on my water yeah, bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's it. I guess that's really all the sort of interviews you might sort of go in for. The you've got just a standard interview or phone interview, and then you've got an assessment centre or a, a technical interview. Mm. It's not really that's pretty much it in in our field anyway, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, my experience were pretty much the same as Andy's. Like, kind of went in with a portfolio, and they'd ask you pretty general questions. Yeah, um, that's definitely my my. Yeah. La- I had a job interview a couple months back, and I was kind of surprised how much they talked about uni, because really? I found generally that they'd more like you'd kind of get more questions on your kind of industrial experience mm. more so than university. And they just kind of didn't really talk so much about my industrial experience. It was more the whole interview was based on uni, um, what my favorite modules were, what we did in certain modules. And it was kind of like, oh, how did you do this? It was like, well, it was like five years ago. What do you want me to say? (laughs) I can't really remember the exact specifics of it, but this is kind of broadly what we did. And it was Mm. it was like a it was a whole interview based on just uni with like a brief talk about my industrial experience. So really? that was a, yeah, I was kind of Strength. unprepared for that to be honest. But yeah, after um, working for a year and then still just being asked about uni, which yeah, is... well, it's, no, that that well, that at this time it's been like, oh, this was really two recent. A, really, yeah, recent. Well, how long has it been? I guess I've had what three and a half years now. I guess three and, that, and a half and years. They, yeah, and you've been working yeah, and, the whole and, time, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and they talked about uni more than anything. But of course, they That's had my portfolio. Mad. And it was also during COVID, so they had like they printed out my portfolio and they were looking through my portfolio. Mm. And uh, do you reckon that was mainly because your portfolio is mainly university stuff, the one you sent them? Uh, the one have, I sent like, them stores? had no uni stuff in it. It was all, you know, oh, yeah. it was all new that projects. So um, yeah, huh. it's interesting. But um, I wonder when that will stop. That's that's a uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of didn't expect that to happen. I kind of thought they were going to talk more yeah. about what I've done and yeah, you know, within my industrial experience. So yeah, yeah how you worked and how, how yeah. things have gone. That makes sense, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but much. I didn't get the job, so um, which is fine. Yeah. But nice, nice people. They're two nice guys. It's a weird kind of situation because obviously we're in COVID right now. COVID mm. lockdown. It was my it's first hard, interview over Zoom. And um, 
I think they had they were sat at a small table, and I think they had me on a projector. So oh, I can only God. imagine like my face projected on the wall, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I I certainly rambled a bit. I know I rambled. I like to ramble, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was, to be fair. Yeah, like, but I do most think most information that... is possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I do think that when you have a physical portfolio rather than uh like a, a video chat, you can almost dictate the flow of the interview because you can go through your portfolio yeah, and pace yeah, that you definitely. find comfortable. You can say, oh, I did that in this project, which yeah, yeah and you're showing and it, and they can yeah. flick to it, and you can talk, mm. and yeah, because they it, kind it of printed it, and. They had they printed like double sided, so they kind of got really confused very quickly of what was on what, and they kind of just stopped looking at the portfolio. So I feel like that was mainly just an error due to lack of preparation because of the whole COVID, and a lot of companies aren't prepared right now. So I mean, it would be hard to Mm. change everything up when you're hiring people, right? If they've yeah. hired people in person for years and then they start doing Zoom ones, it'll be different for them as well. Mm. Not just hard for us to get to interview, it'll be hard for them to interview us, right? Yeah. So it's hard but for everyone. They, yeah, the company was a. They designed like um, products that go on to like yachts and things like that. So there was a heavily. They talked heavily about Raymarine in university because i kind of i mentioned that and tailored it in my cv and stuff of course i'm like oh they designed these products so i'll talk about raymarine a bit um i still didn't think it was worthy to go on my portfolio so maybe that's a project that i need to update i'm never talking uh, about that project well ever. that's <laughs> i hated that, it that is, that is something though like i had a a, a phone call uh about i can't remember what it was for i think it was making props for films and stuff yeah, yeah um and yeah i had a, a phone interview and then on my on my cv it said that i made uh organic furniture that was that was it like origami made it. yeah paper models or whatever yeah so that was what i said that i i made on my on my cv but it wasn't on my portfolio because i didn't think it was actually good enough and then they really wanted to talk about that and then they were like oh do you have any pictures of it and I'm like uh no <laughs> so that's now off of my CV because I don't want people to yeah, yeah. to do that so that's something you know if it's on your CV you really need to have it in your portfolio or the other way around <laughs> true yeah or like yeah. yeah have something you can you can show for it yeah mm. got on my coffee table I think could have killed you it was lethal that furniture <laughs> project <laughs> Wow, that was a, ah the, I, the design I, mistakes early on in university. And you think no, you take things ones. a bit too literal. It was like I'm inspired by an autumn leaf, and it's literally an autumn leaf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legs, like. uh, so yeah, my yeah. I did a, a carrot bench. It was literally just, <laughs> just it just didn't even make sense because one end was really thin and the other end was obviously really thick. It, 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 I mean, it looked like a carrot. <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> Mission success, right? Yeah. And that is why it wasn't in the portfolio. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think I was proud of like yeah. one of those out out of the ten. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. I was like, this one, I it's nailed okay. that. <laughs> quick, quick tangent, I guess. But I remember staying up all night creating the prototypes for the furniture because oh, yeah. we had to make like twenty paper mock-ups. 
and they were awful. Oh, they took but so long. Oh, the, <sighs> the, so the bad feedback well. I got from my CV was like, "Your uh, from the from that piece of coursework was your paper mockups were excellent." But I was there, like, "Really? Like, I thought <laughs> no, they, they were, were terrible." Like, <laughs> I just remember doing that, and then our friend Josh had done these like insane. Oh, models. they were ridiculous. So, like, what, what do you mean? That looks like an actual chair. How have you done that? And everyone else's ones were just like a scrumple up piece of paper, like looking a bit like a chair. I don't, I don't know how he did it. Also, I can't make paper models. They were, it's and they were tiny. They were better. tiny as well. So I intricate. It's very he, impressive. Yeah, he's just stayed up all night and made them. Yeah, and I kind of found that because it was so easy to make rectangular shapes with paper, that the designs oh, yeah. ended up just changing to be more rectangular, so I could make a prototype from it. So I was like, I made a set of drawers and there wasn't really anything special about these drawers it was just because i could make a paper prototype yeah, of it because it drawers. was rectangular Spare and i ones. could make a draw that actually worked and that so um but then there's so much potential in make in paper prototyping you look you can only like, take a look on instagram you can do so much of like card oh, and some paper, people like... are so good at card models it's mm. crazy i don't know how yeah <laughs> it's well it's not a skill i've ever tried to get better at to be honest with you but um, I do think it's valuable. But now I'm so why would I? I, yeah. I can 3D print stuff. So like, yeah. I, I think um, if you're good, the materials are so cheap to, to oh, use. It's so efficient. Quick, it's then so you efficient. Can if use cheap materials it. and make a good prototype, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, no, no. I mean, it's only good, right? If, if you're good at it, mm. it's just very good. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's not a skill I I have currently. Possess. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe. Yeah. I just feel like I, it's going to take a lot of time to get okay yeah. at it. <laughs> and I'm, like all I'm the definitely not okay. I've seen, <laughs> yeah. All the projects that I've seen, they're these like, you know, Gantry, the 3D printing company. Mm-hmm. They obviously advertise the hell out of their products, like as you would as a company. And obviously the designers that designed the lamp in the first place, they also advertise it. And that's how their company works. But all the paper right. prototypes that they've done are just insane they're like two scale and they look incredible and it's all using just, just like the actual product pa- paper and card so it's something that i'd like to get better at and maybe i consider trying to do it this year it's something that do i it. want to learn personally just start mate just, yeah. start Why not? just do it, learning it. Yeah. i've done some like really basic card modeling techniques of like um one of them is just to have two pieces of card cut to shape and you they slot into each other so you can get a quick idea of the shape and the size and mm-hmm. overall height but that's like really basic stuff but just yeah start, quick, mate. Quick, if you quick want to learn it, do it yeah i mean it, it, there's other things on my on my list of things to <laughs> learn that? first but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was that what'd you say harry no just just gotta just, just do it, it. Just, just do it, it. Just, just do it do it. Um, is that everything we want to I talk about today? Right? I think so. I feel like that's everything, right? Mm. I think that's so, everything in um, terms of um, interview stuff, different sort of styles of interviews, what you might potentially want to be, you know, used to or or be prepared for. Unlike me, because um, <laughs> I was not prepared for the technical interview. Or the assessment centre. I just winged it both times. Surprised mm. I didn't get the jobs. Um, 
but yeah, it, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, unless you guys have anything else to point out. No, I, no, I no. That's, I guess uh, just like, as you said, a, yeah. a summary. Be prepared to be denied hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. Don't let um, that dampen your spirits. Don't take offence by declines. Mm. If anything, just ask for some constructive feedback. They, yep. unless, apparently, unless you're me, they'll give you some. Um, <laughs> unless they'll just say, the only downside of asking for feedback and they say, just keep doing what you're doing. Then generally it should be should be good <laughs> news, um, and then you just you just aim to improve on on whatever they they said. So that, that's the exactly. Thing. You will you will get yeah. declined, but if you you can take something from that and and then grow from that that mm. advice they give you, right? And I think the other piece of advice, as you've done, Harry or did, was to make sure you're doing personal projects. Do personal projects in your spare time. Or show them if you're doing hundred percent. Do personal project projects and show them. Because yeah. in my my interview, it was also with uh, at the time the general manager and then my, my to be boss. So it was a designer and then the general manager. The general manager could, didn't shut up about me doing design in my free time. She loved it because mm. she didn't really actually understand the rest of the interview. We're talking about design stuff, and she was just all over the fact that I just did stuff. <laughs> A designer you, that design? loves designing, God oh, forbid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that, you know, it is very, very valued, for sure. Mm. So, uh, thanks for yeah. listening to our podcast. Cheers, peeps. Today Thank has you, been everybody. about searching for a job after uni. And uh, make sure you listen to it all the way through. And we look forward to <laughs> hearing, uh, looking forward to <laughs> you joining you on our next Why episode. Why say that at the end? Why say at the end? They've already listened to the whole way through if they heard that. Well, we, we can cut that and put it at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it always gives me so much work to do. Thanks, Andy. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah um, thank, thank you for listening, everyone. That was, that was thank good. you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Bye.